When the best part about a movie is the hair pieces, you know we've got problems. Welcome to episode 36 of Get Spoiled. My name is Samantha Herman, joined as always by my co-hosts Jeremy Knight and Chris Wilson, and today we'll be spoiling the feature film, Gaudy. You're listening to Breakfast for Dinner. <laughs> Sponsored by Breakfast. Mm, fuck. Mm, breakfast. Oh, guys, I, I don't have a lot of time on my lunch break, so I say we just get right into it. Get gaudied? Oh, my God. Get, get got? Yeah. Speaking of listeners, um, this, this was a listener request. We don't normally do this, but friend of the show, Ashley, uh, asked us to uh, spoil the film Gaudy. Starring Johnny T. Starring Johnny T. 2018's Gotti. Not to be Jonathan Travolta. With a lot of other movies also called Gotti, I think. I would assume so. It's Gotti. And uh, though I did There's not want to see this film, and I hate this film, I would never turn down a fan request. This is just this is just really so delightful. I have never oh. known you to be so angry about a film from the get-go. Yeah. Like, really, yeah. I, don't, I maybe never, ever... You you were angry during. I don't think you were. We were getting messages from you. You were clearly still watching it. And you were just you were, like, I hate this. You were preemptively angry beforehand in anticipation of what was surely going to be a terrible, terrible movie. Then you were watching the movie and you were angry and subsequently were even more angry. Yeah, well, I thought the movie was going to be bad and I was at peace with that. But I didn't think it was going to be this level of nonsense and like this level of like poor filmmaking in every way, in every component. I got, I got to ask, Jeremy, did you watch the trailer? Um, yes, I, I, I didn't make it through the whole trailer. I got bored during it's, the trailer. Yeah, I mean, that's a classic. That's a classic move for us on this podcast. But uh, the, tra- the trailer seems, I don't know. It's, it's, it's almost like the trailer for like a crappy video game or something. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, a, I mean, it like, like a video game, like a cut mob scene. video game, and just like every line and every the order of the way that they built up the tension and the story was just so, it's like so predictable to the point of being kind of nothing. The, also, the problem is I had like maybe the most consuming of media day in many months. I watched saying something all day long, and Gotti was the first thing I watched, and by the end of the day, I was like, I don't remember. A, damn thing from this movie it's all gone amazing Um, amazing take me through your take me through your day this this day sounds glorious it was like it was excessive it was gross this is a lot of media when sam says she had an excessive media consumption day i'm having trouble were you watching numerous movies at the same time (laughs) no it was like it was an amount that is gross but it was a sunday and everything else to do okay so i started the day i finished zombieland our episode Oh, that's work. You're oh, the edit. Yeah, I finished that. That's you producing media. Yeah. That's quite the opposite. So that, was a, that was the top of my day. And then from there, it really went spiraling out of control. Then I watched oh. Gaudy immediately at like <laughs> 9 in the morning. I just wanted to make sure I got to it. 
I'm surprised you didn't just write off all media after seeing it <laughs> and just dismiss the idea of entertainment as we know it. <laughs> I've seen it all now. Um, yeah. Then I watched Honey Boy at noon in theater. Oh, my God. Okay, oh we'll circle God. back. We got to circle back yeah. to that. Then I came home and I watched the first episode of season three, Atypical. Oh, really? That's out? I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know either, but I got the notice on my like Netflix email. Then I remembered that I had fallen asleep on the couch the night before mid-Hawaii Five-O, so I finished that. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. That's the television series Hawaii yep. Five-O. Correct. Yep. Which, is, which is a series that's been going on for some time. Never missed it. I haven't seen every episode. <laughs> Fantastic. I don't even of know. Of the remake, Hawaii Five-O. <laughs> They're police officers, I'm on, I'm told. It's been on for almost ten years. Yeah. The remake? Yeah. Yeah. Scott Kahn. What am I gonna do? Yeah, Scott Kahn. <laughs> Scott Kahn. What am I gonna do? My hands are tied. Your honor. Chris Scott was wondering Kahn. why it's been on for ten years. And the answer? Well, Scott Kahn. That's not an answer for that question. I, I dare you Cause... to cancel a crime procedural starring Scott Kahn. Try it. I think Can't Scott Kahn is eminently cancelable. No, you would just get an error message. Like, you would try to hit cancel, and it would not go through. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I see. In the software that determines what's on television or not? Yes. The button right. wouldn't go through. Then I watched two Hallmark films on DVR from the new wow. Countdown to Christmas slate. Of course. Of course. That's, yeah. that's also work, though. That's, that's like That is work. Hallmark. Yeah, you're working hard. I yeah, watched... there, that's, that's more than just consuming media. That's... In, being I don't media? know. Being media. Yeah, you're being it. Then I went back to a different theater and I saw Motherless Brooklyn. All right. All right. Yeah. And you may have fallen asleep. <laughs> you, or may or may not. So what you're saying is Scott Kahn is not in that movie. He's definitely not in it. Then I came home and I watched the uh, Fresh Silicon Valley. Oh, my God. And then I fell asleep on the couch and I woke up fully clothed at six in the morning. On the couch. And this is not a spoiler, but just a tease, maybe a boiler, if you will, of Honey Boy. Just your it, it, your thoughts, your, maybe just your feelings about Honey I, Boy. I felt very connected to Shia. <laughs> Shia. Yeah. He is yeah. a revelation that continues to reveal itself. Yeah, like and, him playing the dad opposite the kid that he wrote of himself, I found extremely powerful. <sighs> Man, Shia, he's. I mean, I, what, I'm not going to say anything. What, how yeah. would you How would you rate this film on a ten scale? It was everything to me. <laughs> so, on a scale of one to ten, you rate it everything. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Just to recap. Perfect. Oh, I can't wait to see that movie. I don't want to say anything um, more. Just you just need no. to. You just need to be it for yourself. That's all I needed. That's all I needed. There's Honey no way I'm not seeing that movie in the cinema. There's Honey just boy. no way. Honey boy. I owe it. I wish I could give my ticket purchase price to Shia, like put money into his <laughs> open palm. You know? Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. You don't want any intermediaries. You want it to be direct just between artist and audience. Yeah, that's, that's what right. That's what, that's what he wants. That's what I don't know wants. if you're, you're this saying. is literally what he wants. I'm uh, sure it is. I've been watching some, boy. some Shia content recently <laughs> on YouTube. 
what kind of content? He's, he's so pure. He brought me to tears. I mean, I guess that goes without saying, but just to confirm that happened. Yeah. Uh, is there, was there, have we determined what other gaudy movies there were prior to yeah. this? Yeah, there was a 96 HBO TV movie starring Armand DeSante. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Pretty well liked. I, Armand looks very good. I love him. <laughs> I love him. So this Gotti has no one good or famous in it other than Johnny T. <laughs> what about and Kelly I, Preston? You heard me. Oh, Kelly did <laughs> I also Isn't noticed that his wife. Yeah. He produced the film, so I see. Through her right. the wife role. And did and, and directed uh, the film? He did not direct the film. Kevin Connolly, aka E Correct. from Entourage, directed this this work. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> directed by E from Entourage. <laughs> Other than John Travolta and Kelly Preston, you weren't particularly impressed with anyone else in the cast, not even Spencer Rocco Lo Franco. I don't even want to acknowledge that man's name. His performance <laughs> was poor. Was There's poor. other people. Stacey Keach is in that. I know who that guy is. Yeah. I like him. And, uh, he is yeah. in it. Keach is a le- he's a legend. He's got the 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 classic uh, lip scar thing going on. That's what makes him re- recognizable, like the cleft palate scar. Maybe we could just recap who John Gotti was. Well, that's John, the thing. This I didn't is based really on know, a true story. Yeah, I didn't know much about him, and I feel like I've learned almost nothing. <laughs> I mean, there's quite a, quite an actual story behind John Gotti. I think it's like a. This movie notwithstanding, there's an interesting story to be told, I feel like. And I do recall this era, I believe. When when did this happen? Absolutely, yeah. This happened in the 80s and 90s. I mean, like, the uh, what I actually recall is, like, the era of his arrest and prosecution or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he was arrested in 91. There you go. Sammy the Bull Gravano ratted on him. Hmm. Um. And John, but it took, he was arrested a lot and never convicted. So he got the name Teflon Don, right? He was the Teflon Don. Yeah, my, that which is written down in my notes, yes. Which <laughs> is one of the all time great nicknames for a mobster. It's phenomenal. It's very good. It's better than this movie, I assume. <laughs> Everything is better than this movie. <laughs> All right, so so basically, he was a he was a guy, and he ra- he rose very quickly through the ranks of the New York mob, mob to become head of the. Uh, Gambino crime family, I believe. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think we need to say any more than that at all. And then also, it was really hard to catch him and prosecute him. Yeah, it seems like he did a lot of heists coming up. He was he would hold up truck hijackings at the airport. A lot of stolen merchandise. A lot of stealing stuff off trucks. None of um, that happens in the movie. Cool. Good. I good, can't say cool. that it's not true. I could just say this movie does not give any information about anything. Well, you know, they're keeping you guessing. <laughs> Maybe he's portrayed as uh, not a crime boss. Maybe he's portrayed <laughs> as uh, a loving family father and a um, tabletop gaming hobbyist. <laughs> yeah. bold, bold choice. It's historical fiction, you know? Yeah. Based on true events. Yeah. In real life, he died in jail uh, of throat cancer in '02. Does happen in the movie. Um, <laughs> am I correct in saying that this movie was intended to be released in theaters, but wasn't? 
It yeah, was. I, it went through a lot of things. It was being written and developed and having many different people attached over the years, including Al Pacino. But fine, that's normal. Then uh-huh. finally got filmed, and I believe the distribution company like sold it back to the producers. So- Whoa. I think. <laughs> yep, that's like right. the finished product. Yeah. They were like, right. we're going to distribute this. And then they got the DVD and watched it. And they were like, you know what? We're, we'll take a loss. Yeah. We are not yep. going to exhibit this under our name. Yep. And two you... weeks two weeks before it was supposed to come out, they sold it back to the producers. <laughs> wow. Here's the problem with this film. They <laughs> put up like text overlays of people's names and locations and dates and stuff like a lot but there's no return to that there's never any payoff for it so i there was no need for that and the names meant nothing to me sam can i impress upon you to tell us the story of john Gotti? yes okay it starts off with a voiceover uh straight to camera from john not even a voiceover, just straight to camera looking into the looking camera. after the camera and is it an older or a younger john Gotti? It's like medium, medium a medium version Gotti. of what he will be in this film. Um, I see. And he just says, like, there are two things that happen to a guy like me going to prison or dying. And I did both. Opening cool. title. Cool. <laughs> a, a lot of people die in prison. That's not interesting. I mean, well, here, one thing is that everybody dies. Yeah. And so, so he's got that one. That's not unique <laughs> to you, Jonathan. No. Everybody's um, going to do that and, one. And, and the other one, going to prison, happens to some people. So <laughs> you have some things in common with many people. Yep. And then there's just a montage of the real John Gotti in various news clips, glad-handing and being followed by paparazzi while the credits go. This goes on for four minutes, probably. And there are... 30 producers maybe like it was there were a lot of hands in this pie what kind of a music vibe is this movie setting up there were a lot of hands heavy in this 90s like rap and pop oh actually yeah a little can... gangster rap style yep okay interesting. that's interesting oh wait the theme yeah. song was done by pitbull i, I saw that somewhere <laughs> yeah. that's right i in the trivia, it says that um, composer, and they call him a composer. That's generous, IMDb. Composer Pitbull was so impressed. <laughs> composer Pitbull was so impressed with the similarities between a photograph of John Travolta as John Gotti and the real John Gotti that he asked if he could be involved with the score for the whole film. That's weird. That's a weird reason to want to do something. Composer Pitbull. Composer Pitbull. I like to call him the maestro. <laughs> well, uh, um, Carlo Gambini, head of the family, Gambini crime family. Gambino. Um, Gambino. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like the, the like the you know Chrysler dealerships in uh, in uh, Westchester, New York. <laughs> I was thinking about that and childish Gambino. Okay, well, childish Carlo Gambino. <laughs> 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 just yes. his nephew has been killed recently off screen okay. and okay. they want to put a hit on that hitter so Gotti is put on the job he's already there like he's already like part of the family i there's no explanation of how he got into the life at all or like what his standing is but he's given this task he does he's it he's a young Gotti. young Gotti. young Gotti. And, 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 and yeah and this is uh is this new york city or is this jersey or is this do you know? Uh, 
it kept saying, but it was all in that area at various. Okay, the tri-state area. Yeah, I believe he's, I believe he's Queens based. I Queens game, based. All right. Game knows maybe had Queens. All right. Thank you, Jeremy. <laughs> I don't know. You understand the movie a lot better than I do. I already I don't know, know where Irv Gotti. <laughs> I only know about Irv Gotti. <laughs> well, <laughs> in any case, he successfully does the hit, and that success makes him a made man, which I guess means, you know, like, more in the fold, more he got his in the brotherhood. And he, the, so sure. John does the voiceover throughout the movie of uh, different highlights, and so, according to him, the books of being open to new made men hadn't been open since the 50s, so this was a true honor. Oh, wow. Yeah. They, op- they hadn't opened the books for about a 20-year span. Yeah. Beautiful. That- all right. Wow. Do we get a um? Do we get any scene of the the making ceremony? I always love that scene if they uh, show it. Not at this time. Okay. Ooh, not at this time. <laughs> Ooh, a tease. Yeah, because this is an auspicious line. So full of <laughs> twists and revelations. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Stacy Keach plays Neil, the underboss. So I guess like a capo would be the term. Nice. I feel like this is nice. a, this is probably <laughs> a a real person that existed, but yeah. B, the name Neil is a really bad name for a mafiosi. Personal opinion. I was thrown. It must by have been it. real. Yeah. It must have been real. It must have been real. Yeah. yeah. Those are one of the. His was one of the names that was on the graphics. But don't you think that's just like a name for like a librarian or something? <laughs> totally. It was a strange choice. You think he would have gone like I'm like Neil, Neil I'm here the to shark. Kill you. Yeah. Whatever. Neil Della Croce. Anyway, Stacey Keach, legend. He plays the capo, and he kind of takes John Gotti under his wing. They already know each other. Um, Soon after this, John is arrested for the hit, and he's in jail. But somehow he gets furloughs for medical reasons, for, like, fake dental concerns. And while he's out on those furloughs with his driver, who's, like, in on the take, he gets to do more murders Doing murders. <laughs> yeah. they, they really gloss over it. The voiceover's like, yeah, I went on dental furloughs, and they show him like being driven, and then he goes to a motel, and then he's back in prison. Does he seem to relish telling his story in these voiceover segments, or is he like a, like a hard-edged, gritted-teeth storyteller? He seems to have no regret. I see. Cold, cold-blooded. Yeah, and I don't think Travolta had regret at this point either in filming did you have regret god i was so angry can you please uh periodically let us know where your anger level is at it was always at a 10 wow okay wow that's not as much of a like as of ups and downs as i had hoped for but i'll take it no it was just because i thought it was gonna become clear or get it It never okay so uh then oh wait one thing one thing i'd like to add this movie was sponsored by the American Dental Association. Is that true? IMDb says it. <laughs> what? What? Because of dental furloughs? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> what kind of an image thing is that for them? I don't know. We get criminals out of prison for fake reasons. <laughs> I don't know. The ADA. And Gotti seemed to actually, in real life, have some dental issues. He had, he had like, an infected jaw, and he had to be, like, moved to prisons. And this, this dental furlough thing has some... <laughs> ring of truth oh had, so it's like uh it's a, like a warning it's like a you know a cautionary tale 
I mean, if you have a chance to work with Johnny, maybe American Dental Association just simply, like Johnny T just said, hey, you want to make a movie? And they were like, absolutely. Like, finally. Then, finally you've asked. Finally you've asked. Make sure you floss or you'll die in prison of throat cancer. We here Jesus. at the American Dental Association have been waiting to get into film. <laughs> the whole movie throughout cuts between the chronological time period that starts with him being made and then also to him in jail close to death. And so okay. the close to death version is him in the visitor's room being visited by Spencer LaFranco, who plays his eldest son, John Jr. And John Jr. has just been arrested himself, and John Sr. is counseling him on what to do. So the whole movie cuts back and forth between the going forward timeline and that. Okay. And, and, and how's and their the, relationship? Um, positive. Uh, but John Sr. is worried, of course, for John, C- John Jr., who's contemplating taking a plea deal. Mm. Uh, on on his own ish on his own charges. Yeah. Or because he's facing his own charges. Yeah. So it all like unfold as we go, but it's leading okay. up to that conversation with him contemplating taking a plea deal. And John Sr. has the throat cancer that you mentioned, and he talks about how they took away his tit. That was the term he used by like removing oh, yeah. the like um, chest muscle to like fill something in his face, like his jaw. Yeah. Oh, like they moved, they took a piece of muscle away. Yes. Yeah, tissue. And implanted it elsewhere. Yeah, and he's on like, I can face. only do like one arm push ups now. It's like, I have no like strength. I can on that only side. do one arm push ups. <laughs> Is that what he says? Yeah. It's fucking awesome. That's do we kind see of a him great do... self neg. Do we see him do one arm push ups? No, we don't see him do anything that he talks about, including <laughs> the murders and the crimes and the heists that apparently he's good at. Those are expensive to shoot, okay? <laughs> this movie cost $10 million. The ADA's money only goes so far. <laughs> now, I know they saved money on a few things because John Travolta provided his own personal cars for the film. Yeah, and I saw that as well. His own personal wigs. <laughs> his... so Whoa! <laughs> Wait, can we unpack that for a minute? <laughs> sure. He's bald, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was a conversation at some point pre-production maybe or immediately in the run-up to the production where they were like so about your hair and he's like don't worry i'll be bringing my own wigs (laughs) you can release that to the public as a (laughs) bit of trivia yes yes sorry is that on the record john yes yes it is my wigs have a reputation only the best so all of my sponsored by the ada and maybe the AWA? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> it looked good. Like, the hair looked good. I'll give the movie that. Because he had his, like, slick younger years look. And then in the hospital, like, much more whitened, uh, thinning old man hair. Well. Travolta is like a billionaire. I would expect if he brought his own personal wigs, the wigs to be the best part of the movie. <laughs> they were. They were. They're world-class wigs. <laughs> yeah. They're world-class wigs. Exactly. I guarantee they weren't using world-class cameras, and these are not world-class actors. But those wigs? The wigs that's are the world. world-class. That's actually the name of his uh, production company, World Class Wigs. <laughs> it's also the name of his his old-timey political party, with wigs with an H. <sighs> oh, that's oh, my goodness. Okay, so he, we, he wears different wigs to represent a different time period. <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay, back 
and, and, his, and his son John Johnny Jr. is facing charges. Yeah. So back to okay. the chronological timeline. He promises a young Kelly Preston who plays his wife Victoria that'll keep the kids out of it. Does Victoria or does Kelly Preston do an Italian accent? She does like a New York version accent of that. Oh, right. Queen's okay. accent. accent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so does he, sort of. It comes and goes. Comes <laughs> and goes. Like all great performances. <laughs> so, uh, wow. Yeah. Um, does Kelly Preston get a lot of work these days? She does not. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, she's in this. Yeah, she's in this. So she and the kids visit John in jail. After the Gambino hit, and he says, I'll keep the kids out of it. I'm going to be home soon. So finally he gets out of jail, and he meets more of his fellow family guys at a nightclub, including Chris Mulkey, who is a Twin Peaks alum. Ooh. Uh, He plays someone who was real, as they all do, but, like, there's just no... There's no way to keep track of it, because they weren't, like, big enough names. It wasn't... Like Al Capone level fame names, yeah. Um, well, Chris obviously, Mul- Chris Mulkey's a a veteran of a, a great. He, he I can a... keep track of. I just mean who he was playing. Yeah, the guy's name's Frank De Chicho or yeah, Chicho, sure, or Chicho. Anyways, Chris Mulkey. It's fine. So he knows John, and but he has a younger goon with him that John is distrustful of. But Chris Mulkey says now nah, he's good, so. He saves the course. John's main friend is Angelo, played by Pruitt Taylor Vince. Pruitt Vince Taylor? Pruitt, you know. He's like a real Vincent D'Onofrio type. He really is a D'Onofrio. He really <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he's his, like, main go-to. Like, he's his Polly, basically. Uh, okay. Because um, he's, like, bumbling, but well-intentioned and loyal. Yep. And kind of big. A big, imposing kind big, of guy. yeah. Um, so like, that's like his main guy and that's his scene nightclubs and being part of the family and like just gets out of jail and goes right back into it. But again, we don't see what that entails because we don't see him doing crimes other than a couple of like gun quick murders, but like nothing so elaborate, see- no heist, nothing about those trucks that you said, not really any scheming, nothing. So what we do see then is just him talking to people about his crimes. Yes. Like, having a meeting about doing a crime and then having a meeting about having done a crime. Yep. And, like, hey, is that guy, like, can we trust him? Yep. Okay. Is he a friend of ours? Yeah. Is yeah. he a friend of ours or a friend of yours? <laughs> exactly. Johnny Brasco. I remember good good mob movies. Brasco. <laughs> that is a good movie. So I was going to see Irishman last night, but I didn't want to get confused with Mob on Mob. And I thought the mm. cast would suffer. That was, um, that was you probably crazy. could have, but I, th- I, you know, again, taking one for the team, that taking several for the team. Yeah. And you, you don't, you'd only consumed ten and a half hours of media <laughs> content, so you definitely had room for a. No, that would have been instead of Motherless hour. Brooklyn. Instead of Motherless Brooklyn, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> let's see, where was I in this classic tale? Okay, so Junior now, uh, <laughs> teen, late teen, he joins uh, military academy, I believe West Point. Um, but oh. there's news about John Sr. played throughout the, uh, the, the dormitory, and he's ridiculed, and uh, doesn't stay very long, comes back home. Is, is, is that, like, seen as an honorable or good thing to do by Gaudi Sr. joining the military? As a criminal, you know? Like, 
Uh, is he yeah, behind, he's, is he he's behind it? it? Yeah, he he supports it. Because because America, kind of, I America, guess. America, and like it's still like a way to be tough. Right. I think if he had right. been a cop, definitely that would have been bad. There was one scene where they wanted to dress up as cops for Halloween, and he went mental. So he would not have supported that. I okay. I, I never really thought about that, like what the mob's perspective on the military is. I don't recall Vito loving it when Michael Corleone went into the military. I Good point. He, I think he was bummed about that decision, as I recall. But he was bummed in the sense that, like, he could have just gotten into the family business, or he was bummed in the sense of he is something close to a cop. Some, I think that he didn't want him to go into the family business. He never wanted that for Michael. Right, he, that's true. Uh, he, I think he was bummed that Michael chose the military, though. I think he wanted him to go into, like, politics or be a lawyer or something. Okay. As I recall. Hmm. That sounds right. But now John... Senior was okay with John Jr., but it doesn't last long. Uh, but he does tenderly speak to his younger son, Frankie, and uh, like about how Junior will be home soon, and I'll keep the lights on for you because he's having nightmares. But right after that scene, that kid, Frankie, is killed by a hit-and-run driver while the kid is biking in the neighborhood. Damn. Pure, pure accident? Seems like it's a pure accident. Not mm-hmm. sure. Um, okay. I believe it was. Um, and after that, John takes Kelly to Florida to, like, snap her out of her grief. And after being, like, a little bit compassionate, finally he's like, we have to just move on. Like, he'll always be our son, but we have four other children, and we need to forge ahead as a family. And they come back to the tri-state area to resume. You know, overcoming conflicts, overcoming <laughs> obstacles yeah you know character development uh plot and uh (laughs) intrigue yeah meanwhile angelo the poly of it all uh despite it seeming like an accident has killed the driver or disappeared the driver i think that was the just just because that's what you do yeah yeah being the loyal grunt man of course right right blood for blood yep uh, okay, so that happens. Then in an unrelated scene, Junior gets in a bar brawl with his buddy, played by, uh, I don't know if you watched Entourage the whole way? Nope. Nope. Someone from Entourage that I guess E is still friends with. So it's the two of them. They get in a bar fight with a couple other thugs. We don't really see the aftermath. It seems like it's broken up, but right after, after they're home, uh, John Sr. storms in and says, how could you have gotten into a fight? Someone's been killed. But we don't see that happen, so I didn't know if it was, like, they got killed later, but it was going to be blamed on him because he'd been in the fight with him earlier, or what? But I think the movie's just so badly made that someone was killed, and they just didn't bother to show it. Someone was killed through the violence of the fight? Yeah. Or there was a follow-up? I think Because you shouldn't fight. fight the bosses. Someone died in that fight. Somehow. And the the and that's bad because they don't want to call attention to themselves, right? And if it was, I think if yeah. they were like in another family, that would just be bad. But it like it's glossed over real quick. John is mad, but he's like, Angela's like, your dad's gonna like take the brunt of this for you, so you should be grateful for him. Cut to nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> let it let let's let's do that. Let's cut to nothing about that. <laughs> This this movie, like in the spirit of great Italian filmmakers, you know, like Fellini or Antonioni, it's just it's not giving you easy facts <laughs> about what happened, when, or to whom. 
it's leaving you to draw the connections? Absolutely. It's about what happens outside the frame. And that's mm. something I think we need to adjust to. Subtext. Yeah, it was a challenging film. You know, very artistic. Did someone die in that fight? Maybe. <laughs> Still not sure. That's up uh, to you. Didn't someone die? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of something that happens off screen, somehow Carlo Gambino <laughs> has died. and Oh, no. He's the boss. He's the boss. And also off screen, Neil Stacy Keach has been passed over as the one to take over. And this other guy, Paul, has been tasked with being the head cheese. Um, oh, sorry, sorry. If the if the boss dies, who is passing Stacy Keach over? Maybe there is a mm. vote. Oh, oh, Democratic mob. Okay. I don't know who, because we don't see that happen. Okay. How did Gambino die? Did he get? Was it a hit or was he? Did he pass? You know. I wish gently. I could tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could tell me too. <laughs> Well, sadly, it's not to be. I could look up the actual <laughs> facts about what happened in reality, but who cares? As for Wikipedia at <laughs> a later date. Um, okay, so that's the new dynamic. Paul, who's also not in this movie, really. Uh, he's head cheese. and there's a Paul, shame... the boss of the family, is not in this movie. No. no. Okay. He's, like, <laughs> physically he's in it. Like, they go visit him, but I don't believe he speaks much or at all. We'll come back to that. So there's a shameful incident where, uh, unbeknownst to them, um, the feds are wiring, wiretapping some of these, like, lower-level guys. And a leaked tape of one of those wiretaps comes out, and Angelo is heard talking smack about Paul. And uh, it's an embarrassment and a blight on John's, you know, immediate crew. But nothing comes of it. Who's Angelo again? Angelo is the Polly. It's it's John Gotti's right hand man, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was talking shit about Paul. Yeah, being oh, a new God, boss. Drama. And so that's not a good look. And the the outcome is nothing happens. Correct. They all okay. go visit Paul's mansion, and they just are seen leaving the mansion. So he like walks them to the door. So we see him, but they don't have. Yeah, they we don't go inside and have a scene. The American Dental Association <laughs> couldn't afford internal. They couldn't afford an inside shoot. They only got a license for the uh, the outside of the mansion. <laughs> and it seems like some of these guys, including Neil, are jealous that Paul is, you know, on top of the world with this huge mansion and in the leadership role. Right. Yes. So that's envy, all. Envy. Just like, envy. Uh, yeah. Fraught. Okay. Fraught tension amongst everyone. Oh, steak, you know, pouring off the screen. These stakes Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Um, after this... Uh, John is arrested for one of the other kills that he's been doing, and he goes back to <laughs> He's been arrested for one of the other kills he's been doing? He's been doing, but not kills we've been seeing. Correct. He's doing a kill like the way you do a puzzle? Like it's like <laughs> something he's been working on? <laughs> Honey, I'm going to go do a kill. So that kill I've been doing? I'm going to go do it some more. I'm it's like in the finished. Big Lebowski when he's like, you mind if I do a J? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty righteous, actually. Yeah. That's well, a cool way to talk about murder. Yeah, see? So while they're in the courthouse, 
on trial, it's John and another like, co-defendant that's with him. And the co-defendant, who's not been in the movie before, admits to being involved. And then live on the witness stand, um, the F- FBI who's testifying, like, outs him. He, like, points at him. He's like, that guy, he's been a CI for 25 years. And the guy's sitting right next to John Sr., who's, uh, as you can imagine, upset. And the guy says, like, please, John, I'll do anything. Like, I'll recant. Just please let me live. Just, like, let me have a pass, please. And he nods and says yes. And then when he's discussing it with Neil, Stacey Keach, he says, you gave him the pass? And he says, yeah, I gave it. But then we see a cutaway to him being snuffed in an alleyway. In an alleyway? So he didn't go to jail. He's not the snuffer. It was a, a hit. But they put a hit. Johnny uh, Johnny Gotti put a hit out on the rat, on yeah. a guy who's been a rat for 25 years. Yeah. Who was a defendant in that murder case. Yes. I think John still does a bit of time. Like, he goes back and forth. He does, like, three main stints in the movie. The opening one, he does another bid for three, which like, completely gets cut over, and then the final being in jail. Okay. But this, this co-defendant never did jail time because he was rat. Oh, correct. Yes. Okay. I see. Okay. Anyway, back to Neil. He tells John that Paul, leader of the family, wants to reorganize everything now that he's in command, which will have a negative impact on John and his situation. Um, As Neil is dying of cancer, he and John make a plan of how to appeal to the five families and their scheming. In the midst of that scheming, Neil dies. Paul does not come to the funeral, funeral, which really ruffles... John's feathers and uh, like makes him sure that his course of action as planned is right. Yeah, that's a big snub. Yeah. And uh, that course of action is basically like the scene in The Godfather when Michael like comes back into it with like the bathroom with the gun and the plant and all that. The restaurant. Yeah. Like, the luring yep, yep. them to the... It's kind of like the real version of that, but, like, way less cool, way less dramatic. They just... Okay. They're waiting for Paul to come to dinner, and one of the dinner companions is like, oh, he must be running late. And then Chris Mulkey says, oh, he's here, but he won't be making it to dinner because he's been murdered outside the restaurant. Boom. You know, these guys saw The Godfather. They know how to, you know... That, that's the text. That teaches you how to do a hit. Um, okay, so he's killed off and his bodyguards, like his core team, eliminating that dominance. And John is now made the head cheese. And then we see more news images from, like, real news of the time. Like, Tom broke on, you know, real ABC News. And other things of him becoming, like, an iconic figure. Beloved in the community. As, like, a tough. Hmm. He was beloved, wasn't he? Yeah, seemed to be. Yeah, he was. By the public, yeah. even. And, he was the and, Teflon Don. And he was beloved because he was, like, unstoppable, like, and he was just, like, charming and Well, dapper. in one clip, one guy says he does so much for the community. But again, we don't see any of that. So I don't know what he did, did for the community, and if that's true. It's a bit like the kitchen. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he runs his though. mafia in, 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 in sort of the, the, one of the cornerstones is community service, you know, like <laughs> small repairs and um, extermination and, yeah. and whatnot. Light plumbing. Otherwise, why are people going to pay their dues? Right. Yeah, he really I don't know exactly what it was about him that everybody was so fascinated. But, yeah, there's 
He was in the news like all the time. There's like been like eight movies with him in it. It's crazy. Tom Sizemore and, played him once. And every rapper talks about him. Or yeah. every gangster rapper talks about him. Yeah. And some of them name themselves after him. I and wish this movie had communicated why he was fact, beloved. It's something to do with the fact that he was not, he, like he couldn't be stopped. It's something to do with that. Right. The and the fact part. that he was so brazen, you know, that he was just like, what do you mean? I'm, I'm just a guy. I'm a businessman, you know, and like probably wore nice suits and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, uh, sure. Must be that. You know what it is? It's the wigs. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's probably the wigs. Yeah. During this time, John Jr. is made. He's a made man. Uh, unknown to Kelly Preston. And so we do see the ritual scene that you're asking about. But it's for the kids. Yes. And all they do is they, like, prick his finger and then put that blood on, like, a saint's card. Like a Catholic saint's card kind of thing. Yep. And they're like, okay, now you're in the Brotherhood. And they just go through the rules. Like, you can't um, ever sleep with the wife of another made man. You can't strike another made man. You can't rat. Drugs are forbidden. Uh, And if you do any of those things, you'll, like, go up and smoke just like this card. And they burn the card with his blood. Awesome. That part was cool. I love that. I love that scene in all mob (laughs) movies. Yeah. I didn't know what all the, I, I, I've never looked into the specific rules drugs were forbidden I guess that makes sense I was surprised by that I mean I don't think it's that one's necessarily taken all that seriously because I feel like these guys I mean especially if you're riding the mob wave in the 80s how much coke were these guys all doing come on sure Christopher Boltisante didn't follow that rule too closely. <laughs> no, no. He treated it as more of a guideline. More of a guideline. He thought it was just frowned upon. Yeah. Yeah. John Sr. is very proud of Junior after this <laughs> making of men, but Kelly still doesn't know, I guess. Um, so presumably there is some friction amongst the five families now that John has been named head cheese. We don't see or learn any of that other than there's a hit done on John, but in a car bomb, but by accident, they get Chris Mulkey, not John. Ah, I mean, that was in the trailer. That was in the trailer. This was meant for you. Yep. Okay. All right. But Mulkey started the car instead for some reason. Yep. Right. So Angelo says we should go hit the hitter, and John says no, it's just going to escalate. We'll deal deal with it differently. But Angelo goes rogue and does send a hit on the hitter. Um, and so who's the hitter? One of the other guys that is not relevant to this movie and may not have been in it up to this point. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I love it. I love it. One of the other guys. <laughs> they just don't on that guy but they only shoot him like a little bit like a graze and he gets free Uh, a little bit okay yeah not a death blow not a kill blow not a kill blow didn't double tap tried to do the murder didn't take and so he runs off but then he comes back and like he finds the hitman and strings him up like a in like a warehouse and beats him until he gets the name is Angelo stringing someone up? No. Or is Angelo the, being strung up? Neither. The guy Angelo sent to hit the hitter is strung up yeah. by the Mulkey. By hitter. the hitter. Gotcha. Wow. The other guy. 
Okay. Yeah, the other guy. And so the other guy yeah. learns from the hitman that Angelo was the one that sent him. Got it. Okay, so now that guy's got two targets. Yeah, so that information is disseminated amongst the families, and they have like a like a board meeting equivalent of how to handle handle Angelo. And awesome. I love these scenes too. <laughs> yeah, they could have been good. Uh, <laughs> I like the idea of them. And John says he's so loyal; he doesn't deserve this. And to but I don't want to kill him. Like, I want to make sure he lives. And then someone suggests that he just gets shelved. And he says, but shelving him is the same as killing him. This is all he can do. But that's the conclusion that they draw. And so he has to go tell Angelo that he's been shelved, which just means, like, you're excommunicated from the family, not privy to it anymore. And uh, That's a thing uh, that happens? Apparently. I've never, never heard of that one. I've never heard of that either. I thought that wasn't like you, it's death or jail or that's it. Yeah, I, I'm happy about it. Like, I'm glad there's layoffs. Like, that seems like reasonable. <laughs> You've been made redundant. Yeah. Collect your unemployment checks at the door. Yeah, we're going to have to let you go. Sorry, man. Yeah. Sorry, you Angelo. Turn in your gun and your badge and your wig. Yeah. I was like, don't kill that guy. And then you tried to kill that guy. And we're going to have to let you go. Um no hard feelings. No hard feelings. Best of luck. HR. Wish you all give if you, you need any references, I'm happy to give you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Your pension. Your pension. Maybe just uh, your we do employer. request that you update your LinkedIn immediately. And you're going to have to turn in your company phone. Yeah. Again, all the best. It's been a pleasure working with you. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah. Angel that what happens? Gets, yeah. yeah, all that happens. Yep. So now he evades jail again for one of the other many crimes we don't see. And finally, as you've already been using, he gets the Teflon Don name in the news. Oh, he keeps ev- he keeps not getting prosecuted for these <laughs> crimes we know nothing about. I mean, I think that's the reason why the prosecutors have such trouble, right? Like, yeah. there was a crime. We have an idea that John Gotti did it, but who knows? Didn't happen in our narrative reality. Your Honor, right? I'm pretty not sure guilty. he did it. Did what? I don't know. <laughs> to something, surely. Sustained. Yeah. Was, Who do you do wild. it to? The other guy. Oh. <laughs> and then in one of his many voiceovers, we learn that Angelo died a year later after the shelving of cancer, but really of a broken heart. Really, of a, yeah, of a broken heart because he couldn't do murders anymore. <laughs> and he just wasn't, like, in the fold anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he died of a broken heart. <laughs> coroner's report <laughs> so then um the guy that chris mulkey okayed during the first nightclub sequence when john said like is he good and chris mulkey said yeah he's good well that guy oh, yeah. wasn't good and now finally this is like the late 80s early 90s um turns on him and testifies about the many kills he has done at john's behest hmm Okay. And John is finally convicted. And this is my favorite scene. The judge gives him his sentence, which is five life sentences plus $50 of an admin fee. And John laughs and says, Your Honor, the five lives, like, I get it. That's fair. But the 50? You really know how to get a guy. <laughs> hey. Amen. Hey. Amen. Those admin fees. Oh. Hey. <laughs> they are the saltiest. The saltiest of them all. 
So he's not feeling and, and threatened whatsoever by five life sentences. No, he doesn't see. He seems like completely unflappable, but he also doesn't do anything to stop it. Like he goes to jail, and by the time we catch up to the ending sequence with John Jr. visiting him, like he's in for that. Oh, so it's like you got the impression that when he, when he was in the courtroom and that that sentence was handed down that he didn't think he was going to do all that time, but turns out he fully did all, do all that time or as much of it as possible before dying. He did the time and died in jail doing it. What he thought about it, I couldn't read from Travolta's nuanced performance. That's funny. So if he's throwing it back in the in the judge's face, he either didn't he either thinks that he's going to be out before that or what? He's just like Fine. It's just like defiant. a, it's just like a defiant dick swinging thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, you you can't you can't bring me down. Look at this wig. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe he never paid that fifty dollars fee. Maybe he truly did yeah, refuse to pay that fee. I'm sure he never paid it. What are you gonna do? Arrest me again? Exactly. Was that the line? And I wish he had said it, but that's yeah, this is my so add on. It's a good line. Uh, so Junior takes over. The family. He's become a capo up to now, and now he's full on head of the John. Gang. John Junior is now the head of the Gambino crime family. I think it's brief, but yeah. Okay. Um, and Kelly visits John Senior in jail, and reams him and says, "You, the one thing you promised me was that you'd keep the kids out of the life," which obviously he failed to do. Uh, Didn't and- seem like from the trailer that he was even trying to keep him out of the life. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Like he not was at all trying quite the opposite. Him. Yep. He was very right, long-wing. Yeah. And we don't see him interacting with the other three children at all, other than the one. So he had five. The little one died in the biking accident. John Jr., he speaks to in this movie, and the other three just kind of are there, like, Daddy, when he comes home. All right. Well, I was hoping for a little bit more of Victoria Jr. Mm, Victoria she had Jr. had that A&E Kelly show Preston about Jr. Yeah, being, like, John Gotti's daughter. Oh, yeah, Growing Up Gotti. Yep. Wow. I watched that. So I wanted a little I, more on her. I remember that that existed, but I don't remember anything about it. It was just her acting like she was a real businesswoman. Maybe she is. But just trying to, like, get away from the name, the mm-hmm. reputation of the name. Hmm. It, it sounds like this movie in general has been very kind to the Gotti family, like, not showing the crimes. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Really helps the whole Gaudi <laughs> image. It's not showing these crimes. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't hurt. So then, so we like catch up to the final conversation, and we realize that Junior has been arrested for his own, crimes of his own, unseen crimes of his own, unseen crimes uh, of his own. Sure. Yeah, while John Senior has been in jail, and he begged to be able to visit John Senior, which he was given a grant to do. And so that, that is this conversation of whether he should take the plea or not. And John Sr. goes on and on, and like, you have to be a man. You have to fight this. I, I'm not saying this is your boss or as your father, but or not just as your boss, but, as, but also as your father. Like, you need to fight this to the end. If you look me in the eye and say you didn't do it, I believe you. So why wouldn't, <laughs> why wouldn't the legal system? Like, you have to fight it all the way. There's no honor in taking the plea. And Junior's like, well, but if I take it, I'll only get a few years and I could be with my family. He's married and has his own kids by now, uh, which we do see. We There's a wedding. It's like for a five-second scene. Um, and it's like I can see my kids when they're in, the, in their teens, but if I fight it and I lose, that's it. 
Like, I'll never come home. And so then we see, but John's very insistent. He's like, I don't know if I'll ever see you again, so I need you to hear me fight. And then we see Junior seeing on TV news that John Sr. has died. So it's very uh, anticlimactic. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Okay. That's the death scene. Is the son watching it on the news? Yeah. We see John Sr. like being ambulanced, I think, or like, Mm. uh, like infirmaried. But yeah, we learn of it on the news. And is John, where's John Jr. watching this television? I think he's at home on bail. So pre-trial. Pre-trial, and he's holding the plea document, and he almost signs it. And then when he sees the news of John Sr.'s death, he does not sign it. And then we see him in court battling. Um, And then... Yes. But, like, not really. We just see that he goes to battle. We don't see the Uh battle unfold, as we've seen nothing unfold in this movie. And then the ending is just text, like, epilogue text saying kind of triumphantly but it was weird like after 11 trials and years and millions of dollars spent he was acquitted and all the like informants that the different prosecutors used have gone free because they took the deal cool so it's like we had to loose all these really bad criminals to the street just in an effort to convict john jr who winningly escaped it all just like his father it was like i totally very strange like is this a good or bad movie right i guess they're they're trying to celebrate they're, they're celebrating the the staying silent the not ratting they're they're honoring that that Gotti was a guy that never ratted yeah and was able to evade and fight and evade prosecution and his son kept that legacy up right it's the legacy it's the non-rat legacy yeah and then they show the real john like being freed happily in still images from his real trial the The john jr yeah well um okay the end the end of this film Uh, and they say there they say there are no more heroes you know but i think John Travolta and E from Entourage have shown us that there still are. Can I ask you both what the last John Travolta movie that you saw that was actually good was? Phenomenon? As for money and get advice. As for advice, get money twice. I'm from the dirty, but that Chico nice. Y'all call it a moment. I call it life. One day while the light is glowing, I'll be in my castle golden. But until the gates are open, I just want to feel this moment. I just want to feel this moment. I just want to feel this moment. Reporting live, 
from the tallest building in Tokyo. Long way from them hallways. It was O's and O's. They counted always. Real fat all day. Now, baby, we can party. Oh, baby, we can party. She read books, especially about red rooms and tie ups. I got a hook. Cause she see me in a suit with a red tie tied up. Big thing, it's nice to meet you. But Tam is money. Only difference is I own it. Now, let's stop Tam and enjoy this moment. One day. This moment, darling. One day while my light is glowing, I'll be in my castle golden. But until the gates are open, I just wanna feel this moment. Oh, oh, oh. I just wanna feel this moment. Oh. 